Hey, yo. Welcome back to the Bad Kids Pod. It is your boy, Jeffanity, the host that say doing the most. Brought to you, as always, with my beautiful co-host, best bad kid in the world, holla at the people, man of the people. What's going on, Nick Beam? What's good, man? Chilling. Just another beautiful day. And last, by contractual, legal, moral, ethical, psychological obligation, Como se dice, Cruz? Yay! What up, though? What's going on, What's up, boys? What's up? It's been a while, but we're all here. Yay! Right? Right? Cute as fuck. Oh, man. So... What's going on, guys? We uh we are back, and with unsurprising and devastating news, personal news, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're starting off with this the hard truths of life, especially for your boy. So we know that I have a very sordid history with barber shops and barbers. One time. You know, if you will recall, there was a relationship with my previous barber in New Haven where he told me about the time this woman, um, he got her pregnant while, because mostly he needed a place to stay. He was what we would call a hobosexual. He would have relationships with people so that they would house him. So this one time he tricked this woman (laughs) into, it's really, and then I think the other times he lived at the barbershop. Like that's. That's neither here nor there. But somehow um, you couldn't get a... Co- All right. Right. For some whatever reason, he could never be on time for my haircuts. <clears throat> so he was telling me one time while he was cutting my hair after he showed up late for our appointment that the woman he was messing with, that he got pregnant, you know, she was like late in the game with it. And she was just like, nope. And then like tried the late term smismortion and was in the hospital. And then he was like, coming from dealing with that and i'm like dog why are we doing this it's 4 30 on a friday and um so now i have a new barber in houston shout out to beam for the hookup i found my barber through the same shop that he used to go to and so i text my barber because i'm trying to do the big chop just gonna go bald just like can't play games with the fact that my hair is thinning anymore and so i text him i'm like hey are you around um, either Thursday or Saturday for a cut. And he responds, no, nah, I'm in the hospital right now, but I think I should be out by Saturday. And I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, man, has bro, no don't, luck. don't rush home from the hospital over this $30 haircut. Like, <clears throat> I text him back, like, nah, don't even trip. Like, just be well and, like, text me eventually. Like, yo, just God damn it, the worst <laughs> luck Terrible, on dude. On the planet. On the planet. All right. So Yo, at least your haircuts are thirty bucks. I'm paying. I'm paying fifty, maybe. Oh no, the the upwards plus 30, tip. The haircut is thirty, and then it's like fifteen for the shave oh, because see? they divorced right in the pandemic. Okay, so the, I guess y'all the barbers did the same thing. Yeah. I feel like we mm-hmm. divorced a long time ago because I never have I ever paid separate. Why would you compartmentalize? It's a cut. I mean, I mean capitalism. They got, the, they got they got to go with the times. I get it, but still, bro. Like the secret collective bargaining agreement that 
black barbers specifically went into during the pandemic, they came out with significant more power. They came out with ring lights, black gloves, Instagram accounts. And and nitro gloves. <laughs> They're like, it's separate now. Know, Deal with it. And cuts for kids are no longer a discount. Uh-uh-uh. No. <laughs> like some of them, some of them. Uh, I was about <laughs> Yo. That's I crazy. I say, man, my, my barber specifically, I get the uh, the African black spray <laughs> oil. You know what I'm saying? When, when they do the alcohol, you know, some people do the just the alcohol. He like yeah. natural fruits and berries. Like he was hooking me up with the warm towel on the beard. Like, oh, so you get you know night. So, so you that, take the blade. Like, I, I, you take that's the blade worth to, to you, the shape you, of it. Right. So he was mm-hmm. like, that's worth what you're getting. He yeah. got the F out of the studio he is in and he got his own little. I mean, I'm not going to put him Pop on up. blast because I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure you can't run. He, 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 anyway, he's doing he's his got own his thing. own little office where he takes thing. appointments only and he got another job where he just worked. So you, I just hit him mm-hmm. up and yep. he charged 50, 50, 50 bucks for the whole thing. I'm all right with that. Yeah, for the whole nine, that ain't bad. I don't got to fight yeah. with nobody sitting in the chair. Like, I just hit I him up and, and he come out nobody. like. Yeah, but mm-hmm. pull up yo how long for, for and then for we talk about me. stocks and crypto the whole time so like oh my if God. you want my barber's number <laughs> yo <laughs> no it's gonna just know you're gonna, gonna come feed. up a little bit but, but he's gonna get you right guy, i need to call that man. yo, yo shout out barber. to black barbers oh man i gotta go so, to a barber shop because it sounds like i'm missing out but you are and you aren't at the same time. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm not because I am. Barber saving. shops are awful. Barbers, depending on, are awesome. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I had, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if I hit him up now, it's still all gravy. But I, I had a guy that I was going to. I went to high school with a dude. Um, but he, I remember. I'm gonna compare to what I used to pay for with this guy. I would go get a cut when I had hair. Right, number one or one and a half on the top face, whole spiel, blade, um, no hot towel, but like a good shape up taper if I ask for it, all of that. Twenty five bucks. So I'm yeah. aging myself and how long I how long ago I used to go to the barbershop. Those are like two eighteen prices. Yeah, hit them up with like a fifteen dollar tip, ten dollar tip or whatever, right? And then this one time when I was in high school, this is this was a, a foreshadowing of where the barber industry was going way back when. I went to this one spot over on, uh, it was called, no, nah, I'm not going to put them on blast, but it was a spot over on no the east side. No free advertisement. <laughs> no. It was a spot over over on, on the east side of, of uh, Bridgeport. And my brother used to be the one who used to always cut my hair, and then he moved out, so it was a little annoying to go to his spot to go get a cut or whatever, because I got spoiled from doing it at home all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let me go to this. I was at his house, actually, and I had asked him for a cut this one time, and he, I guess his clippers were fucked up. Or something. He couldn't cut my hair, but I was right down the street from where, where I'm talking about. So I was like, all right, cool. Walk in, no appointment. And the wait wasn't crazy. It was like a 30, 45 minute wait. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is like 2008 now right this is this is back in 08 so i go to the barbershop 
pull up, no appointment, wait like 30, 45 minutes. I was like, all right, that's cool. Get in the chair. And obviously I had never met any of these people before. It was my first time in this barbershop. And they're like, yo, all right, what are you looking for? And I told them, I was like, yo, just, you know, the number one in the shape up. All right, cool. Just clippers and a guard only, bro. Right. Clippers and guard only. Just like, buzz me up. <laughs> Didn't even use a blade. Shaped me up with the same clippers he cut off the... T- Yo, I was pissed. <laughs> right? Real quick. And this nigga charged me 20 bucks in 08 for no like no blade, no nothing. Yo, I was tight. I didn't even give him a tip. I just paid him 20 and walked out of there. Never went to another Yo, barbershop ever if again. you don't tip your barber, you were disrespected. Like absolutely right. I feel this you. man didn't even use a blade. He didn't use a T outline or nothing. Just use the nothing. same. Yo, I was tight. That's Yo, crazy. Tight. doing the shape up with the same one you cut the hair with. You can't even nasty. Get the, you can't even get the nasty. lines there. Mm-hmm. That's no crazy. I've been I mean, it was I. It was I. But like, yo, I could have. I would have just yo. waited for Jay to get a new set of clippers for that. I was fucking pissed, man. That's crazy. That it hurt giving those giving away those twenty bucks. Remember when? Uh, sophisticated designs and patterns was the was the <laughs> wave in high school, and yeah. the like one of the few places that did a good job in the city. It was like a two week wait. That's sickening. One of us should probably remember that time more than the rest of us. Not I. Looking at you, Beam. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a guy. I had a, I had a guy. See, because I always got a guy. I always got a guy. I had a guy at the bottom of my street. I could walk down there, get a haircut in 20 minutes flat. Still hit the, the corner store to buy 25 cent bag of chips. $25 teeny weeny. Come on, man. I had a guy. And a 50 cent I wasn't waiting in line. I wasn't waiting in line, bro. I was hit him up. Like, what's up? That's crazy. <laughs> Oh, now man. another well a question for you beam hype beast beam i need your 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 knowledge because there are these red boots and they're big <laughs> oh my as God, fuck boots. and um what tell me a lay person what the fuck is the deal with these boots yo so i am only as hype beast as i, I don't know man I'm I'm less hype beast than the average hype beast, so a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that I get into is just because I think that shit is kind of like funky. Okay, so like, let's do. Okay. So emerging I'm gonna start with your emerging your fledgling, beast, your fledgling right? hype beast perspective. So I see these red boots on the internet, and they look amazing, and they just look like <laughs> a giant shapeless. It's not really shaped like a real foot or a boot. It's just like the big red boots that you see in like Astro Boy, Astro Boy, mm-hmm. Crash, Crash Bandicoot, just formless red boots, right? So I saw it. Right. Like, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Nobody can get the fits right. All the fits are terrible. But people have Ooh. these red boots, like That's they're trying because nobody knows, right? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> something we ever. And seen then before. I see people on the internet start hating. So instantly, I love it. Instantly, mm. I fell in love with the red boots. So, oh, so this, this is a love story. This is a love story. I oh, love yeah, this I love big this. red boot. Oh this yeah, yeah. No, art. emerging, emerging yeah. hype beast, right? So I'm like yeah, learning as I go with this red boot. Um, my my experience specifically, I say, uh, mm-hmm. I love when 
shit just breaks the matrix. Somebody mm-hmm. just do some shit on the internet and just everybody's looking at it like what the fuck. And then the simulation just, just doesn't know how to handle it. It's just a big red boot. And it and it managed <laughs> to get past everything and be super famous. It's just a big red boot. And that ends video games. Like you can see it comes from like old cartoons, like video games, the way that they shape the boot. So automatically it, I'm in. Isn't it based off of Astro Boy? The, That's what they're the calling cartoon? him. I don't know if it actually is. I couldn't. It's, it's Astro Boy, uh, Dora the Explorer, the monkey Dora boots. boots. Oh, boots. no, no, the boots monkey. The monkey's yeah, whole yeah, his whole thing was his big red boots. Like it exists elsewhere mm. in, in mm-hmm. media. So Sonic, now everybody's oh, well. Sonic has shoes, so but they're still yeah, big he, and red, he, he right? Got, but you yeah. think big red shoes now they exist in real life and you can put them on your feet. How have we not gotten big red shoes before? Yo, so the same way we haven't gotten Sora's yellow boots from Kingdom Hearts yet. Somebody's just got to make them, right? And somebody <laughs> made big red boots. What am I it's, kids? Okay. Go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to. It's mischief. That's what they go by. They do mischief? a bunch of collaborations. Okay. M, it's M S C H F. And they just make a bunch of funky stuff. Um, Wait, how do you spell I'm not going to shout them out any more than that. It's a M S C H F. M S C H F. Mischief, basically, Word. is how you say it. So just do a hmm. bunch of weird so shit. I, just do a bunch of weird shit. So I asked my students what they wanted to see come back in style, and one of them said light up shoes. Um, so that's also a thing on the horizon. I think we should just get in on that right now. I think we should, especially since you know, men in their 30s, all we care about is RGB or whatever the acronym Yo, is called. Can confirm. And so we just put them in shoes. Confirm. And we put them on. You know what? I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna save this for the wrap up. This is not. This is a podcast, not a business meeting. So I'm gonna hold out on my million dollar idea. But I will say that um, (laughs) this one too, bro. This one too. (laughs) Oh. I will say that it is. uh, Before we get into like the serious stuff of the docket, I'm gonna keep talking about myself. Because I'm going through a lot right now. Because on top of the barber situation, <laughs> I respect situation, it. You know? I respect it. On top of the barber situation, I'm also in the process of breaking up with a bunch of Houston eateries and bars, and I'm down bad. I'm down okay. bad right now. Well, so this one wine bar that used to be all right, they did happy hour all day on Sunday, and that was great. Cause like Sunday night, boom, you go down and it was during the summer. So it was nice out Sunday night. You go at nighttime, get a couple of glasses of wine. And then $20 later, you go home and you're good for the night. And then they stopped doing that. All right, whatever. And then I went recently and their cocktails, their signature cocktails start at $16. And the drinks are like not that good and sophisticated and you don't get that much of it for it to be $16 like starting mm. at 16 then like the food menu is like for the portion size it doesn't match the uh price and the weight and like these are all things that like I had pain points I'd felt going there before but like I was usually able to like you know wave it away because I usually don't get cocktails or like the cocktails used to be like $12, $13 and they were fine. But like now it's like just gone significantly downhill. And then I was reading the reviews to see if I was tripping 
and <laughs> now like everyone else is talking about this and the best part is like the owner is attacking people in the reviews and i love shit like that Yo, business 101 <laughs> and um she like this one review was like oh the restaurant is really nice three-star review three-star review restaurant is really nice um but i waited a long time for my food or something like that and then the rest the owner is like all right don't come back and I'm just like, yo, you can't do that. Well, apparently like, he can. Like, that's just whatever the fuck business. he wants. Like, yes, you can. Like, that's wild Terrible. to me. And, like, and Don't then another Your one, money's no good here. Another, like, sports bar. Another local favorite. We, Me and Beam just kept getting hold there. Like, every time we would try and go for, like, the special to save some money. And then they would never put in the special order right. So we're paying regular price. And then there was one time I got violently sick after eating their pizza. So I had to break up with them. Well, when you eat pizza down there, that kind of tends to happen no matter where you get it from. I mean, right? show your mouth when you're, right? you're, you're talking to me. So, yeah, now <laughs> I have to, like, door, bro. now I have to find new places to give my money. I've already successfully replaced, like, the wine bar with, like, two other bars. But, like, oh, that other place the the with the bar food, that's. That hurts. That really hurts. It hurts. Does it hurt more than Does it hurt more than your stomach after that pizza? Or? No, no. Oh, okay, that, right. bro. I just needed to get a reference. Both ends. That shit had never happened to me before. Oh god. <laughs> oh, no. Mm-mm. I can't ever. When I think about going back there, even to get anything else, I cannot get past that. It's oh, terrible. Man. Quite literally, a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beam, what are, have you been holding out on any new local spots? Like, what am I gonna do? There's there's so many new spots. Just just as fast as the the old greats are have fallen, mm-hmm. new ones have come to take their place just as swiftly with a brand <laughs> new fusion idea, brand new business idea, brand new dish, a chef from out of out of town, out of state, out of, out of country. Dude. Like people people have filled the void in my heart very quickly because I, I'll have you know Houston is probably takeout capital of the world. It's like when rated by things that fall right. into the category. Right. So yeah. people are out here doing what they do, man. If cocktails, food, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of new places popping up everywhere. It's great. I love it. I gotta show you. So, so you're saying there's hope. That's man. Hope is alive, my friend. Mm-hmm. Just went I mean, for I was down there for four days, the and there day. was nothing but good eats. Nothing but well, good that's eats. And you go to a different place every uh, for every meal. Right. But I'm thinking like week, local. You go to different like, My local favorites are just very disappointing to me right now. Damn, you got to you got to Look. come outside. Oh. Come outside. <laughs> oh. Our magical week of March is coming. So, yeah, mm. sad. That's true. That's true. That's, that's true. exciting. Um, other personal developments and things. One of us is now, much like the beloved fictional hero, Inspector Gadget, we now have our very own Inspector Cruz. Shout out to you getting a promotion. Big time, big time promotion. Not big time, but big time for me because I'm no longer a mechanic, which is great. Come on now. And it Yo, has Speaking of mechanics, can you tell me about the brakes? Never. My- could never. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Could never. Yes, love Could that for never. you. Love that for you. 
Yeah, no, it's congratulations. I mean, man. let's see what. Thank you, thanks guys, appreciate it. It's been, I think this last week was my second full week mm-hmm. in that spot, and at least just now, you know, I'm still getting my feet wet or whatever. But the shit's been cake. I'm Love sure, like down the line, it'll get more challenging as I learn more things. But right now, I'm like an Olympic swimmer in the fucking shallow end, just. Yeah. Moving on through, bro. <laughs> moving on through the shallow end. <laughs> I know that's right. Imagery. I oh know that's God. right. Oh, boy. <laughs> Come on, my Angelou. So, now nah, and I, I actually, you know, I, I like this side of it. It's, you know, I'm still learning a lot. Mm. I got my own little desk set up, so it's nice. It's a good change of pace. Good change that's of dope. pace. That's dope. Congrats, and some more money. Yeah. And we got another another bump coming up. Cause it's review yes. time, so I doubled know. up on that. Another one of no. those bumps? No, 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 no. Okay, just checking for the pay bump. Show. Pay bump. Oh, oh, those are also <laughs> good. Those are also good. I which one's that. better? I'm, I'm a teacher, so <laughs> which one is more likely for me? That doesn't change anything. Yes, it <laughs> kind of changes a lot of things if you think nah. about it. I'm all about access, you know. Which one do I have access to? So. The latter. Speaking, uh, well, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of access, we don't have any access to three major developers or, you know, representatives of gaming at E3, which makes me want to call it eh, three. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this event when it doesn't have Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo? But Microsoft is doing events in the area at the same time around. They're doing the same that. thing that Sony did a couple of years ago, which it's whatever. But why not just I, I, I don't know what E3 did to deserve the big middle fingers from them. But I guess it looks like they decided that they don't need them. They is it like a everyone takes their ball and go home type deal? No, um, I think everyone's still. No. I think that keep everyone still keeping within the same date range and acknowledging E3 and like still kind of making it a gaming week for gamers. I think Cruz is right. Like we don't need you anymore. E3 gaming is a huge mm-hmm. industry and people got their own marketing departments. Now people can throw their own rent out their right. own places, hire their own celebrities. That, we started seeing that we're in the area of three, three and you can get tickets to E3 and come you see us if you want. Like, see- they, right. they. I feel like they. Sony, when they first did it, it was. I think it was before the, the pandemic. I mm-hmm. want to say, and I was like, "Oh, motherfucker!" I was bummed. But as the years went on, and then when the pandemic hit, like, what the? F- I, did we get an E three that year? It was very. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't remember. It was weird. All. All I remember is getting these very like intimate, acute like Sony events and then you have Nintendo directs. And then I think Microsoft was still doing the E3, but they had their own thing right. going on. You know, they weren't uh, really focused on, on what, what's the word? I'm looking for? They weren't really focused on consolidating all of their big announcements in June for E3. That makes sense. So I, I did the Googles. Sony has been out of E3 since 2018. Right. Right before. And so it does make sense when you guys talk about, like, they don't really need it, and this could still be a cool weekend. 
But I, I, I think just, so. I go, go ahead. ahead. No, I just like for it to. I want E three. I guess it's like nostalgia for me, right? I want it to still be That's exactly what I was about um, to say. It's it's big thing, and like you know, throw my guy a bone. Like you know, we get one thing. We, it doesn't need to be a new game, but at least, you know, have a booth, like something. I don't know. I just think it's just so weird that, like, if you're going to be there that weekend, like, give them something small or at least something, like, where you're insidious about it and you are at E3 and you have a presence at E3 and you are secretly telling people to leave and go to your other shit. At least do that, you know, and, like, steal their customers and... In more direct sense, for me, like the lack of presence matters in a. It just makes me uncomfortable. Right, selfishly, I can I I agree with you. It's like, man, I like just like over the years, we had so many big. What do we always call them? The big E three moments we used to have Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, but there's been no big E three moments for the last four years, right? Right, like a whole new generation. At of least that I can recall, like there hasn't. I mean, there's been major announcements, and there there have been moments, but they've been either before or after or outside of E3. It hasn't been an E3 moment. Mm-hmm. And I used to always look forward to E3. It was right. Look forward to Christmas in December, and then look forward to E3 in the summer. That's that was kind of the things that I look forward to for myself. Right, and they were perfectly six months apart. Whatever. That's just me can, being selfish. Can you get tickets to Nintendo Directs? Are they open to the public? Can you like access tickets to any of the Xbox or PlayStation events? Do we know? I want to defer to our, our local Nintendo uh, expert here, Jeff. I would say for Nintendo Direct, those seem to me like produced streams. I don't think there is like any real <laughs> audience. It's like um, there's no event. It's, because right. it's just like um. Like, from all of the directs that I've seen, like, the way that it's spliced, it's kind of, like, introduction to... It's very segmented and, like, a streaming kind of, like, built for uh, viewing versus interaction. I've never seen, like, an audience there or someone in front of people presenting. It's usually, like, kind of like what we're doing there behind a desk, previewing what the the clips that they're about to show you. Um but the thing they just did one recently, I want to say like last week or the week before, and it was the highest viewed one that they've done. I yeah, they didn't look at it yet days. because those hoes are long and I've had a busy weekend. So but I asked because literally Yeah, I asked because I think if you're a gaming company and you're transitioning away from live events and you don't have to be shoehorned into a schedule by some third party company and they're trying to sell tickets to get people to show up. You just live stream it. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. the Xbox directs do. And like, sure. They have like the video game awards, but most of this stuff, if you could like walk away with something, if you live stream it rather than paying for a ticket and going like incentivize Mm -hmm. you to watch it online. So, Hey, maybe people are at E3 on their phones, watching their favorite developer. Maybe it just becomes like a, um, well, I think that's what like it's a showcase gonna be. Gonna at be, that point. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a... a showcase, like um, I would kind of like CES. Um, CES is a, it's like every they do it once a year. It's like a big 
tech yeah conventions right Harley. just let some small right. exhibition yep. people electronics people PC, do their cosplay like monitor hardware and they have the do they have the interviews still at e3 they like bring famous people and I guess do we're going to fucking do. find out. Right. So like, I feel like Microsoft they Nintendo's going to be there. Maybe they don't be need all, them to I be there. I feel like it'll be a good time for third-party developers and I, indies to shine, right? Yep. Because they, they always nice would be... for E3. These, they always would be sprinkled into either Sony's or Nintendo's or Microsoft's as, you know, you know with the time exclusives or whatever it is they were mm-hmm. working on. But indies didn't really get... They got shined, but not that much. Maybe... Or like other developers and game companies that aren't exclusively owned. Maybe this is their time to shine. Yeah, I was because that was my next question is like knowing all of this and knowing that the major companies aren't coming back, what does E3 look like? And I think an indie like showcase <clears throat> makes the most sense. Well, you and still got- it incentivizes the most people to go because like realistically, when you think of like those small indie games and those like really niche developers like especially the ones you do like if you're able to the ones on like available on game pass right and you like are if you're able to represent yourself at like an e3 like thing like those like developers like those indie games like have huge fans like um think of like small things like um what was it like castle crashers or like was the, Castle Crashers was the other one. Celeste was a good mm-hmm. one. Celeste, was like, a good uh, one. <clears throat> so if you could like go and hang out with those guys, that would be crazy. Those guys and gals and days and thumbs. I mean, they should I mean, take E3 still... on the road. I'm not trying to get them free game. They should. They should <laughs> bring it around America town. <laughs> bring, bring it, it around. Bring oh, an E3 to Houston. It. Bring an E3 to New York. Bring an E3 to and just make because you got South by Southwest kind of sticks around. That's. They have like their. T- mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't think that there's anything right, that's going that hard into gaming the... and cosplay and TwitchCon. You got the packs. You have your anime conventions. Yep. You have your comic book conventions. Like E3 seems yeah. like the only gaming. They can yep. go heavy handed on that. Yeah, I, I, bright future. Right, and, like, and if they get their shit together, like... I will still buy tickets to E3. Now that I can, I would too. I would right. like make it make it that and make it cool and like show us that you made it cool and then make it open to the public and we're in there because that would be fun to to like further prove the point for like the the strength of indie games like right one of the games of the year was an indie game Stray right like so imagine yeah. like premiering shit like that yep on um like during E three like if you're all right fine we can't get armored core but. The other game that most other people are going to talk about that season, we're going to get three of them. Like, well, I mean, there's still a lot of game developers that aren't fully tied to one of the big three yet. They're still like active. You got to assume Activision Blizzard is going to do their own if they can thing. stop sexually if harassing they, if, each other. Oh, I mean that, and if they can get away from the grasp of Microsoft, that deal's still in the works, right? What, what do you mean? Or get Microsoft away from the grasp? Why you gotta <laughs> put it that way? Why you? Why are you so shady, dog? Damn. Um, Damn. <laughs> no, but right, you got you got Activision Blizzard. They can they always have their own showcase. Mm-hmm. Assuming they can, you know, work out whatever deal they got going on, you could expect to see them there. Um, everybody's know, getting acquired. Months. Bungie got acquired, dude. Yeah, it's really that's the guy acquired. God dang, right? Like that's, they, that's, that's, that's probably why the they... last 
year and a half snatching up these studios. Epic was acquiring up Epic. all Epic. The, yeah, they were doing a lot of acquiring. Damn, I, mm-hmm. I was trying to think along with you, like who could throw their own showcase, but it's kind of like buried under the big three. Amazon Games, maybe. Oh, Activision yep. Blizzard just delayed Overwatch Two and Diablo Four. So we're after taking shambles. away Overwatch One from everyone and forcing them. That's crazy. One. Crazy to me. No refunds. Yeah. No refunds. Yeah. And wild. to get like it's like a couple thousand to get all of the original skins in Overwatch Two. I thought about playing it, but then my friend, like my students, were like, "Yo, don't solo queue. You're gonna have a terrible time." And I was like, fine, I won't do it. Yeah, no, but I mean, we, all the big three have acquired enough companies to to warrant their own mm-hmm. showcase. They don't need, like, again, back to the original point of they don't need E3. And I mean, we can safely say E3 doesn't, you know, technically need them because they're still holding their own showcases. They have been every year. Mm-hmm. Did they, they, they did not do one one of these years, or am I imagining that? Um... I, I think like they did. They did take no a, E3. They took a break they, for like they a year. Yeah, the pan, probably 2020 or 2020. The very beginning. Of the 2020 pandemic. was canceled. All right, but the big three have enough. Sh- like, where's like Nintendo has all the IP ever that people are going to keep wanting to go back to no matter what and pay a thousand dollars. They for can it. hold their Nintendo directs. Microsoft is going on and doing its own thing. I don't know what they're going to call it. Sony has. Their state of play is that they do as often as Nintendo does their directs. And then they used to do PlayStation Experience, which was their showcase. They did it a handful of times. I don't remember the last time they did it. I do remember that. But they, you know, they they will all have their, I think they all have enough. They've acquired enough developers and companies to warrant their own showcases. And then also with Sony, because of like how the company is built, when so- when the Sony company does their like um, addresses for all their tech, they kind of passively acknowledge their gaming department. Oh, they too. sprinkle it in there, right? Yeah. So you know they get double coverage, <clears throat> double coverage. But two we'll days ago, I'm interested to see. Yeah, two, I'm interested. Two days ago, yeah. they said that E3 said that E3 is definitely still happening. I saw yeah. that that so they're going to announce participants soon and. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, uh, yeah, um, we will we will circle <laughs> back to this participants list, and um, yeah, okay. So, quick aside on Nintendo, uh, got like mm, those bastards, <laughs> those bastards, those bastards. How are you yes. charging seventy dollars for the new Zelda? Like, I know how, and as a shareholder, I get it. But like, how? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> like what other title to charge that as their first time asking for that themselves? It's Zelda. the only one they can get away with. Right. It's the only one that you can't do it to <clears throat> Mario. Off nope. rip, you can't do it to Mario. Like Zelda's fans are committed enough, but like what about this game? Like for the fact that the Wii, the Switch is not a powerful system, like, really. So, wh- like, how do you justify this? Especially if you are, especially to buy it digitally. Why am I spending $70 on a digital game on a console that, like, is not really, like, going to give me, like, the greatest graphics, 
and the file size has to be like somewhat smaller because um just what the the switch can like process how dare you right or am i crazy no no you're not crazy but i mean i i've i might have spent 60 or 70 bucks on the digital license so i get it i mean yeah i'm if nintendo's gonna do one thing they're gonna get to the bag that's and it. it's going to be $70 for the rest of forever. You know it is. The game's Maybe gonna run you'll catch it on sale for like mm-hmm. $68.99 mm-hmm. for Black Friday. But they, <laughs> they, they will at least do that when their games come out. Well, when their big titles come out, those hoes work. Especially like, the single player. You can't works. trust the single player experience. You couldn't trust Cyberpunk. You could barely trust Witcher and, you know what I'm saying, all mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. What? Well, Zelda Pokemon games came out broken. But yeah, Zelda always works. Zelda's gonna work. Mario's yeah. gonna work. Like always, it, it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it had to be right. Like you said, it wasn't gonna be Mario, so it had to be Zelda and Yo, Xbox like, and Sony's and charging well, seventy like for your next gen upgrade. So like whatever, Nintendo's getting to the bag. I hate right, it. for their <laughs> charging seventy for their last gen upgrade. These motherfuckers. That's crazy. Mm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Are we getting but DLC? With, I, do we get DLC with Zelda, with the last Zelda, Breath of the Wild? Mm-hmm. I couldn't know because I, I, I only say that because there are games that are out there existing and giving you yes. deluxe editions, and you're paying eighty, ninety, a hundred anyway. So, yep, Nintendo is not hitting us with a hundred. I only do that with Borderlands, right? Right. I, there are some I games. Did it, out I there. did it once. I did it once very recently. I don't know. I don't know how soon you want to pivot to that. To, oh, uh, man. All right. So are y'all ready to get canceled? <laughs> hey, you're a big, I mean, wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, <laughs> Harry. And not a big Oh, man. She had no hands in it, so, right? She had no parts. Cruz is going to report to us about his she had wizardy no anti-trans adventure. It's not anti-trans. It's super inclusive, bro. <laughs> super inclusive to all things, including beasts and imaginary things that don't exist. <laughs> it's so inclusive. <laughs> uh, so, what is what is the gameplay like? Like, what uh, you, well, what for, is the story? first, and, first you... and foremost, flowers for Portkey Games because they put out a fabulous product. Where's the button? Where's the know. button? Come I don't, on. Don't yell at me, okay? So, hats off to them, because they... Put, wow! Yeah! Alright. Yeah, hats off to them, because they put out a really good game. Um, gameplay, in my opinion, flawless. Um, it's very... It's very fun. The gameplay grabbed me. The story is there. Jeff, if you weren't... Dude, like, do say more words. So, what is the gameplay, like, what are you doing? It's like, so it's open world. Like I know open worlds are very about this game. Well, that's what I was about to say, Jeff, this game, if, if you could get over that hump, which you probably never will. Cause it's you. There are other, if you could, I can't get over if, it, continue. If you could get over what it is and the world that it's about, this game is right up your alley. Very dense RPG, um, gameplay mechanics, skill trees, huge open world, um, no load screens once you're booted in. Mm-hmm. Combat is fluent. 
you can mix up a lot of your combos. You can, there's just, there's too much. It's mm-hmm. too much. I've spent, I think I'm about 20 hours in. Mm-hmm. And in terms of main story progression, I'm at like 32%. I've just been walking around doing side quests. <gasps> so it's proud crazy. Of you. So proud of you. Um, I got, you know, flying around in your, on the broomstick is really good. We're talking about Hogwarts Legacy. I don't know that we exclusively Oh, said yeah. That. I don't know if we ever said that specifically. So but we're yes, talking Hogwarts. about Hogwarts Legacy. Um, very good. I, as early so as it is. what is the main story? What is your, what are you trying okay, to do? So you, you start off as a fifth year, which is, according to the game, if anyone's familiar with Hogwarts, everyone, all the, you know, all the little students get their little letter and they start off as first years mm-hmm. at, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Your character starts, comes in to Hogwarts as a fifth year. So he's like well behind the ball, but he gets his letter as a fifth year. Right. Damn. And you are able to see traces of this ancient magic that has only happened to a handful of other people like ever in history. And you're basically trying to stop this ancient magic from falling to the hands of some really bad people is mm-hmm. basically the premise of the game. Got it. All that while being a student and learning how to do magic shit because you've never have, and you're really late to the party of doing so. Oh Yeah. That's cool. Um, what is your favorite thing to do so far? What is like your favorite spell or whatever? The combat's really fun. Um, all the all the damage dealing spells. Nice. So there's so you have there's a not a skill tree, but there's there's maybe like sixteen or seventeen so spells. Mm-hmm. You have the three unforgivable ones. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, you have damage dealing spells, which are. Uh, fire and ice and then you have manipulation spells where you can like make something float you can grab something and pull it towards you or i would hit my enemies with chairs you could do that it's so great it's so satisfying to sling things across the map and smack enemies or you can grab the enemies towards you and fuck them up it's like the combat is great um it feels very fluid it's not like i was surprised like I was pleasantly surprised that as big as this game is, that there wasn't any crazy like bugs or game breaking bugs. They they nailed it. Are they you really doing did. keyboard mouse? Fuck no. <laughs> God forbid. Controller. Right here, oh, baby. Dual sense. Come yeah. on now. Oh, yeah. You see no, that thing? Uh, you see it? You see it? Nope. <laughs> you see it? Nope. I see nothing. Um, no, but very, very fun. I'm still like I look forward to playing it whenever I get a chance, and it like it hasn't bored me at all. Like just exploring, the map is massive. It's not mm-hmm. just Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. There's like it's a very big, big map. Um, excuse me. Oh, were you about to ask a question? Yes. So, uh. How have you been able to like block out all the things that have come with the game to like enjoy it? I'm very good at compartmentalizing. The memes are hilarious. So good. The so memes good. are hilarious. And for all the they're, jokes all the time. They're, I feel like they're based on very little to no grounds. They're like all the memes. Like the best memes that, are. Right. <laughs> right. But all, everyone who was like against this game 
is a hypocrite, in my opinion. And the way that they were going about it. But that's neither here nor there. What I was going to say is, and I'll, I'll stop too because I ate up a good chunk of time talking about this game. Everyone should go buy it and go play it. Um, but what as if you're early like as me and you actually, above everything else, don't care about Harry Potter? That's my big say, thing. I just don't I'd care. still say... I'd still say you don't need to enjoy Harry Potter to enjoy the game. It's a very good game. If you liked Elden Ring, I love Elden Ring. You'll like this game. Um, and what I was going to say is that as early as it is in the year for games, I'll go out and say that this will be my game of the year and very possibly could make a case for itself for being game of the year in 2023. I respect the flag that you're planting on this one because I also see this being a contender for a game. I want this to be a contender for It'll a game. definitely be nominated. No no doubt about it. It'll I want definitely this to be, be nominated. But it's very early in the year to, to say that. But I I have full confidence that this game will at the very least be nominated, if not one game of the year. I would love for this to be the bar. This was the one that I pre-ordered. I fucking pre- When was the last time I pre-ordered a game? Right. We don't do that on this side. except for Definitely don't. Pre-ordered digital deluxe. I was all in. Give me all of it. Nice. Beam, are you playing anything besides Destiny? Yo. I'm about to play Civilization 6 again because they just announced Civ 7. <laughs> Yo, I'm For down. F- I'm in. Year campaign. Dog. Let's do this. Dog. I did that one I campaign a couple months now. ago. And it's very Yo, I'll, easy I'll, to pick I'll, up. I'll throw in on it. I'm Let's down. do this. Yeah, Civ. Civ is coming. All right. Let's go. That's exciting. Civ 6 has been on sale countless times. Do we? Do I pull the trigger on Civ 6 on sale, or are we waiting for the new and improved Civ 7? No, we got to get our feet wet now. So after the show, folks, you're gonna we're going to start streaming our Civilization 6 sessions, and you will watch a friendship of 20 years fall apart over fictional <laughs> societies, because I am a petty monster. And I hold grudges. Thirteen hundred year long wars. Till till we all die. <laughs> till you wipe me out, or I wipe you out. That's uh, my hey, that's yo. my thing. I would have been great as a model UN person. <laughs> we declare war. Why? On, because because I can't, bitch. Because I'm Nicaragua. Fuck. <laughs> that's oh, hilarious. Man. So, moving on. Other problematic things. Let's just go all the way. And now to this screaming, hazardous, radioactive dumpster fire that is the DC Cinematic Universe. DC stands for don't continue to me. Because what are we even doing anymore? Their best. So, I want y'all's opinion on James Gunn's new slate. Uh, The new 10 projects are Superman Legacy, Lanterns, Swamp Thing, Booster Gold, The Brave and the Bold, Waller, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, Creature Commandos, Paradise Lost, and The Authority. Reactions, feelings about, like, the things that are coming up for DC. I'm interested. I think he's going to at at least 
if if nothing else, give a solid game plan of what to expect. Because as a casual DC fan, I don't know who the DCU's Joker is. I don't know who the DCU's uh Batman is. I don't know who's who's Superman. There's like two flashes. I don't know. I don't know. So two flashes, he's seven jokers, I five Batman. I don't know what's happening. It's yeah, it's as bad. a casual fan. So maybe I'm perfect for this. And I see James Gunn. <laughs> and I don't know. You he was he was problematic, something. right? Because he didn't he get like fired from Marvel for something or brother. I don't know. Yeah, and then they and then they bought him back. But like they love problematic white men to do comic books Zack snyder was a mess and they just oh yeah two justice leagues him. what is that and like and then so like they released the snyder cut and then they noir released filter like black adam and then like a month after black adam didn't do yeah. numbers they're just like you know what we're gonna reboot the whole thing good and good and then as a now casual fan i don't know what you're doing do do better marvel's right? got it for years now just do the same thing. Give us an actor. Give us a setting. Give us these movies in a slate. Tell us what's coming, and then we can watch it. This grand vision, and not have it splintered every three, four, five years. Seven thousand fucking, which which is exactly what the Flashpoint movie is about to do. So good luck with that, Bim. And like, so now with the Flash movie, we're on another Batman, but. We're getting Michael Keaton back as Batman. And <laughs> if you're. <laughs> this is not for me. I take it back. This is not for me. Okay. Now, if you are any between the ages of oh, like man. 35 and up, that news is probably exciting to you because like Michael Keaton was one of the earlier Batmans. But like Beam is saying, this shit is not for me. I'm over like the de-aging technology shit. Like I actively don't care about the earlier Batmans. And they're supposed like to still Michael be Keaton's teasing. Batman. Uh I think Batman 2, where Robert Pattinson is still coming out. This oh yes, year. Batman number 76. Got it. That one. And um that's confusing as fuck. And like, so I still that, can't imagine or, or fathom how DC and Warner Brothers, is, like, they're really, like, at fault for some of these things. Warner Brothers specifically. Warner Brothers scrapped an already made Batgirl movie. Yo, scrapped the whole thing. The whole fucking <laughs> thing. Recorded it, filmed, edited, edited. Ready, to, ready to be released. And they're like, mm, maybe not. Let's just shelf it. And... We sat through an entire motherfucking summer of terror with this person, Ezra Miller, stealing, kidnapping, like legit grooming kid, like, and we're gonna pretend like bad. none of this happened and watched a movie behind this man. Because it has like Michael Keaton in it, and then it's worse because there's two of them in the movie, so it's like double Predator. Like, <laughs> like I don't understand why, like how we got here. 
Like it's gonna be messy. It's gonna be very messy. My is the, hope is, is the that movie gonna do numbers. I don't know. I I mean, if Michael Keaton has the power, there are super fans. Right, all of that shit, null and void. It's happening. I think it will. My hope is that they don't <gasps> proceed with with this man after. I hope they like introduce another Flash and the whole. Shit Yo, the dude and Grant have Austin. him take the help. Grant Gustin, yeah, yes. he's a really good, the one from the CW TV shows. Yes, the only Flash we ever need. All right, so it yeah. needs to break two hundred million to to meet its budget, according to my very quick yeah. Google search. Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't be outside of the realm of possibility because I stopped watching that series. But a li- right before I stopped watching that Flash series, they had a crossover episode with a bunch of other Flashes, and the Ezra Miller's Flash was in there in that episode. It was. It was all right. This was before he was mm-hmm. kidnapping and choking out innocent bar goers. <laughs> <laughs> this was before it's all that. It's funny so. because it's true. Oh god, two hundred so, million—that's a—that's a steep number, though. I mean, all things considered, they can probably do it. It's a stacked cast. You know, a couple of millions out of that was just for that Super Bowl promo. So I, I don't know. Yeah, because the, the so the Black Adam cost DC and Warner Brothers uh, two hundred and ten million, and it made three eighty nine worldwide. Two hundred of which was solely for the Rock, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the Rock sent all of it to like his family in like the Polynesian islands or whatever the fuck. The Polynesian Samoa. Uh, right. And Jason Momoa was there. They did a luau and some other like really general <laughs> borderline racist shit. Yeah. Oh man, being you sure you don't have any? You look like severely uninterested I, in the whole DC. I can't. Nothing. I don't know, man. Not with it. Everything, like I said, it's too confusing. There's too many characters, and all I can do too is wait for them to get it right. Give me a cast that I can count on being there and is not going to get arrested in Hawaii for like freaking (laughs) manslaughter and Grand Theft Auto and kidnapping. And I don't know. (laughs) Green Green Lantern? I don't know. Is he black? (laughs) Is Green Lantern black again? Probably not. I don't know. He has to be. There are answers. What is the only Green Lantern? Come on. I, I got questions that need answers. Cyborg, what's happening with Cyborg? Um, Gone. Come on. Gone. So he was very, you've got a lot of stuff arms. to get me, a Marvel fan, in your realm. And I don't even like Batman because he's just, I don't even know. We're not even going to go yeah, there. The There's Cyborg not even enough time for me like... to talk about <laughs> beating up mentally ill people and throwing them in jail, bro. Come on now. You're rich. You got billions of dollars beat up homeless people <laughs> i will say there is a really interesting batman comic where the joker like rehabilitates himself and sues like batman yes and Gotham send me that with yeah i gotta find it i got you send me so that. let's do let's talk about some things so i'm gonna sit back a little bit because i am a piece of human garbage and i've only gone through the first episode but but only because i cried a lot and i was just like i am very tired and I'm gonna get to this show, I promise you. But The Last of Us, gentlemen, <laughs> talk to them. What has been the journey for y'all week by week? 
Okay, so Cruz is. I'm going last. Crying. I want I'm, that I'm crying. Step. No, you. I'm breaking Ooh, the contract right, so I'll you can you talk about The Last of Us. All right. Okay. Uh, did you play the game, Jeff? Yeah. Okay, so you played the game. All right. So I can get into some slight spoilers. Let's go uh, as we're gonna, deep we're, as you want, Diddy. Hey, all right. That's my time. <laughs> According to my watch right here. It says it right there. That's that's my time, y'all. It's been real. No. Um, so we'll, full spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the show or played the game in terms of how far the show's gotten in comparison to the game. Um, huge fan of the series. Did not like the third episode. They, outside of the third episode, they pretty much have been following the game beat for beat. Um, great casting choices, I think. Whoever's in the writing room, keep doing your thing. Except for the third episode. Um, and I like where I like where they're going. I like the pacing. <laughs> wait, what about the I third like episode? How, wait, wait, what? We're we gonna get to oh it. Oh my god, get to what it. was the third episode? Um, I oh, like. Okay. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, yep, okay. Yep. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So, like the pacing, like the writing, like the casting choices. Um, like where they're going with the show. I love how they. They really took the source material and just let that be the foundation. They did a really good job with with adapting from the game to the big screen or the little screen. Um, Beam, any anything on what I said so far or not? Um, no, I lo- I love the show. I love it through and through. I I think it's been a banger. This might be the best show of the year. That's right, so what has been everyone's like favorite moment. Like, what has been the moment that just, like, either, like, sold you or, like, reduced you to a pile of ashes? So, like, for me, obviously, it, it's in, like, episode one where... The intro. You know, yeah. you know, if you've played the game, you know how it goes. You know that his and daughter he- doesn't survive. But I was, like, so full of hope in marijuana. And I was just like, we're gonna make it somehow. And then when the inevitable happened... I was a fucking mess. I had to like stop what I was doing. I had to pause the show, walk around, hug Benji, then go back in. That's probably why Yo, I don't watch anymore because I was just like, I can't do this every fucking Sunday. Shit even knowing Monday. that, it's still weighed heavy. Even knowing where things are going and how they're gonna play out, it's right? Still That's heavy. the worst. Part. So I've been watching it. Me and I've been watching it with Denise, and she like saw me play the game when it launched way back when i think it was like 2013 or something like that so she saw me play bits and pieces of the game because i was a maniac and up all night playing it so she she gets the premise but she has no idea of like any major moments so that first episode tears and she is also fully invested so babe, um, what are your big reactions any other big reactions besides or what was your moment Mm. your favorite moment of the show so far god i it, i mean obviously the first episode right um i get a little wary i guess because of game of thrones you follow the source material a little too closely and then mm-hmm. i don't know there are some things that they're when they when they took their creative liberties and like diverting from the game because of the game a lot of the game was the gameplay. Um, a lot yep. of the uh, right. different set pieces in the game 
were like you can tell they were made to be played through because it was a puzzle that was engaging your mind and yeah. that would not come across correctly on TV. So I appreciate the changes in the episode. Um and a lot of the they backstory and stuff. They, I would say the the pieces that they diverged in were well thought out and it it still kept the OG players and fans engaged and it didn't take away too much from the overall uh picture of of where they're going in the theme but they yes they did pick very good spots to diverge from the source material except, except for, for episode three just except for episode love three. episode three. what happened what happened in episode three to upset papa cruz so much <sighs> um beam so wait beam did you did you really enjoy the third episode i enjoyed like, honestly i enjoyed the third episode wholeheartedly absolutely in its entirety in its entirety as exactly as right. it came across on screen. So I don't know if this is a hot take. Um, I hope but so. But I did not. I feel like you can watch the first and last 10 minutes of, of episode three and go about your business. So this was one of the points that I don't agree with. And and when they diverged or diverted from the video game, because it was so it was such a like, I get why they didn't, but it was such a waste of Bill's character to not have them go through what they went through in the game. It was so wasted. So, like the dynamic between Joel, Ellie and Bill in the game is hilarious. They had so many funny moments and they really, so in, in the game you go, you run into Bill's town. Right. And, and he's the one he, man who runs the whole town. Right? right. He's, he's by himself. There is no, there's you, you meet Frank, but you, Frank's never alive in the game. Um, and when you get to the town, you set off a couple traps. Bill comes and saves you. And your initial interaction with Bill as Joel and Ellie is a bit hectic because he's not sure if you guys have been bitten. He cuffs Ellie up. It's, it's, a, it's a very funny, like intense sequence between the three of them as their first time meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, in the game, they're, it's kind of like like the show where they're going to bill because they need something from him. And apparently bill owes them a favor. Right. So in the game you go, you meet up with bill and you're like, yo, I need a car. And bill's like, fuck, you need a car. I need things too, bro. Like figure that shit out. And Joel kind of strong arms. He's like, yo, I need a car. You, you have something in this town to put one together or to get one running. So, you spend a good portion of the campaign scavenging the town for parts. You run into clickers, you run into runners and other infected. And it's a funny, intense, like there's some, some good sequences in the game while they're collecting parts to get this running car, which is, which happens to be the, the blue pickup truck that they drive off in, in the series. You lose all of that. You don't get to experience any of that in the TV show because it focuses so much on Bill and his relationship with Frank. In the, Which is wait in the so you said that Frank is not alive in the game. No, you stumble you you stumble across Frank after you gather the last piece to the pickup truck. Oh, so Frank is alive in the show. Frank is alive and well in the show, and oh. they do a deep dive into their relationship, which is fine, whatever. But I didn't fucking need that. I wanted Bill, Joel, and Ellie to go on their adventure <laughs> and have their banter and have their good moments. I get why they did it. I feel like I feel like they they did a deep dive on that to check a box is what I feel like. 
because in the game, again, you never meet Frank. You meet Frank and he's 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 where Bill left him. He's dead. He gets really sick and spoilers and they don't show him, but he hangs himself in one of the houses in his town. You stumble across him after you find the last piece to get the car running. And he left a note. He leaves a note for Bill that reads whatever, whatever, whatever. Kind of how in the TV show, Bill and Frank leave a note for Joel and Ellie. So there's similarities in the show, but I feel like it was a wasted opportunity and a waste of Bill's character for that whole episode. You you do this whole deep dive on Bill and Frank, and then you immediately kill them off the same episode. And you miss out on a good amount of character development and banter between the three of them. And they just happen to fucking find a perfectly good Chevy S10 that Bill kept in running condition for them. Like, all right. Beam. What what about episode three did made your heart smile for you to say you like it wholeheartedly? So from the beginning of uh the show, we knew it was gonna be emotional. Those who played the game especially knew how mm-hmm. deep uh the, the story gets in um, when we're talking about diverting away from the source material to take your creative liberties um, during that part of the game, like we said, you're scavenging through uh, the town, you're letting traps off, you're shooting clickers, you're fighting these enemies left and right, you're stabbing things in the neck. And right, Frank's dead and all that stuff. That that's all fine and good. I don't want to see an episode where Joel's a superhero. That's not the that's not the way that this TV show is being set up whatsoever. This is going to be a TV show about humanity, right? Is how I gathered from their creative liberties in the show. Um, things will translate well in the game where you can go through a tough sequence and you're playing and you're playing and you're doing all the stealth stuff and then somebody breaks the tension with something funny that is great in a video game now when we're talking about changing things uh we make frank alive bill's alive and they get along in this working relationship that we've established that joel is just you know kind of broken man he's making do with who he has in tests uh bill is now a friend ish right just a skeptical friend but a friend ish um we got a little bit of backstory about uh where the cordyceps came from right i don't remember much of that in the game mm-hmm. um and then we're we're making it a, hum- a human thing right now this this person got bit and we brought in the greatest lady ever to come in and we gotta make sure that they didn't get bit between 12 other people we don't know where these 12 other people are that got bit yeah we no. gotta bomb the whole town i didn't see none of that in the game i probably could have read collectibles or something but it's a video game i didn't do that right so to yeah, me, I do. I, I, I'm I, reading all the I codexes, the back, entries. The backstory was was real. I'm good. not doing all. So you're introducing backstory. So now we have episode three, which of course, the United States of America is in a culture war right now, and everybody thinks everybody's doing everything, like you said, to check a box. Right? I've heard that before. Um, this is a story about two men who were gay already. We were able to not just hey, hey, here's a gay character. His partner's dead. And now we're just like having Joel be a superhero. No, we're going to make these two gay characters alive. We're going to show the humanity of what happens when somebody is so like 
you know, it's a, it's a bad situation. You go inwards, right? And you're trying to protect yourself and you don't care about anything or anybody. You will shoot anybody for any reason. And that's no way to live. Right. And he meets Frank. And this is how you change the story. Right. Now, if he meets Frank and then they grow in a relationship and then all of a sudden Bill is this protector character. And he's not just this heartless banter who just like gay lover is dead somewhere. It's like, no, now this this these these two gay people now have a, a relationship on screen. Where you can tell us a different story where it's not so dark, but just how even in the worst of times, you can find like love. You can find hope. You can find companionship when you didn't think there was any like. And it was just a more beautiful way for them to go out on screen as a TV show, as you can be a gay person in this world and not see another story where a gay person is just dead and lonely and gone. No, you gave a beautiful story of two men or, who or fell just, in love with Or just for the each sake other. of being right. Just you can be inclusive in that way. You don't have to have Frank rope in the, the story and tell that story. You can make it better. You can make it about humans connecting with each other. Humans who were once hard, softened, and then they go out together. Fine. You're old. You're 80. You guys have had steak and rabbit every night. You've given meals to people. You've protected yourself. You helped Joel and Ellie. What a beautiful way to show how awful the world is that people can still be with each other and okay and cool. And then you still got the banter in the letter at the end where Ellie makes the joke of Bill's letter. Like, it's it's in there, if you could see it. Like, the nods to the actual game are there, but on TV, tell the story about what would happen if Mushroom Cordyceps <clears throat> took over the world and there was just this old fucking 50-year-old guy who lost everything and now has to transport a girl from Boston to Wyoming. He's not going to have 25 shotguns and the backpack with eight, <laughs> 80,000 bullets in it and wrapping himself it's like you got to like yeah. you got to do something better than that. You got to make it a humanities thing cuz that's what's going to keep people engaged. Feeling like damn this this is like this is some shit that like could actually happen and this is what humans would do in this situation. It's not a game. It's a TV show. Guys, this is what right. I and that's what made my heart smile. Like y'all took this liberty to make this story a lot more beautiful than it originally was and show human in a humanity in a beautiful light in a terrible situation. Love when that happens. Right. Because otherwise my... the world is dark as fuck. And we have enough of that. And people we have enough people of that. Thinking about like what you were saying about it being for TV, like too much darkness, you'll lose people. And especially HBO, like their literal darkness makes people very angry. <laughs> they don't know how to shoot dark scenes. So now you take a tragic <laughs> gay story yeah. and make it a beautiful gay story and give it to people who know the game and people who don't know the game. And now you have representation, which always matters. Because it was tastefully and so, beautifully done. It wasn't shoehorned in. I thought it was tasteful. Uh, I thought it was. They were gay. They were gay I'll, no matter what. No, Might that's well. that, which is which is which is fine, and I, I think what what bothered me about it was, I wasn't expecting the whole episode to be just that. I wait. I had to wait till the end of the episode to get anywhere with the two characters that I was already invested in, which is Joel and Ellie. And then you take that beautiful relationship away from us, just as quickly as you gave it to us. Was my qualm with it. The rest of the show will be about Joel and Ellie. We're universe building at this point. I, as in my personal as is, opinion, as is evident, universe as building. is evident by the fourth episode. 
the fourth episode with with Henry and and Sam was was very good. I think it was my second favorite. The fifth episode was my favorite episode of them getting out and the fucking bloater coming through. The, it was crazy. That that whole sequence was nuts. So again, I I I also love that episode, and I think another creative liberty that they took in that episode where Joel just looks up and goes, "Yo, this dude sucks at sniping." <laughs> And then yeah. he gets up there and, and then he gets up there and it's fucking old man, right? In the game, he's just, he's this action star. And they're like, holy shit, this dude's gonna pop our fucking head off. Now I got a action yeah. star through here, fight off clickers, fight off right. It's not an action show, right? So they just said, Yeah, we so can make I, this change. I get why like. <laughs> so to to r- real quick, I get why they introduced that bloater there. It wouldn't have made sense because in the game, they introduced a bloater while you're running through the town, running through getting your shit with bill it wouldn't have made sense to do that in that episode so i i get why they did that it it made a lot more sense in the show to introduce a more progressively infected person at that point in time when they were already on the run so now that was the first time seeing our main characters our main cast have to go up against both of the bad guys being the infected and people at the same time it was the it was crazy it was i think it was a good choice they're doing a fantastic job. The sequence was nuts. This, they're doing a fantastic job. sequence was nuts. I like that this but is you where, could Because we've talked about... But you what? could. The way that The Last of Us sets it up, it makes you seem like, like even if you think that you couldn't, like the things that people are out there, people would be out there doing like for real, for real. Like everybody finds their I'll place. I'll be out here my nigga, I would try to be a warlord Yo, so bad. You would absolutely thrive in a zombie apocalypse. You have my <laughs> child, sword. Give me a Carl- child army. <laughs> okay, never Bro, mind. Never like, mind. Back in our Child Back rebel army. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> and that's all the time we have that's here hilarious. today. <laughs> Show of the Bro, year. People, are, people stopped listening to us when we started talking about Harry Potter, so I can say whatever I want. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> Watch this do watch this episode do the best that we've done so far. Oh god. Everyone tunes in. Oh god. So gosh, anything else um for The Last of Us? Uh go watch it. I'll Jeff, probably that's do your homework. homework. That's fine. I'll that's do your that homework. Today. Um so I will say that we talked about this before that people like studios are running out of books to do revamps and there has been a grab at gaming IPs and some adaptations have gone really well like the first season of The Witcher and nothing else after that and really are they on, are they like on season 3 or something there's like season 3 and there's like a prequel season and, uh, and then there's like Liam Hemsworth or some shit have I? Okay, so I have not <laughs> gone down my Witcher rabbit hole on this podcast. I'm not going to do it now. I need to get my shit back together. But boy, how they have maligned that series. Damn. And when, so I'm going to finish my research and just know that the source material that Henry was going so hard for is so goddamn good. Like the, the written Witcher series all of them hoes are good. All of them. I think there's five or six of them hoes. And one of the things that is hard about older literature, especially like, I don't even think it's that much older, but you think about like 
where you need to shift things and refocus parts of the story. And then in general, like women characters, especially if it's written by men, like women characters aren't real characters a lot of the time or they were taken for granted. But the women in the Witcher series have agency. They have like their own wants and shit. And the story like focuses on them. So like there was more than enough like Netflix could have done. But fuck them. Um, But also Sonic, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, both phenomenal gaming remakes. Yes, I agree. Very good adaptations. Transferred very well over to the big screen. And so I think we're in a good spot. I'm interested to see what this new Henry Cavill project is with Warhammer, even though I know nothing about Warhammer lore. I just scroll past that shit on Reddit. Um, But yeah, it's interesting. I hope that um, we never get a live action remake of Pokemon. And I just want to take this moment and recognize a real one. And that real one is Ash motherfucking Ketchum. Let's go. Let's go. He, after like 25 motherfucking years, like my dude, I remember watching as a kid, and this motherfucker is like for Saturdays on top of Saturdays on top of Saturdays until we're like years of Saturday morning cartoons in. He's gathering all these badges. He's having all these bullshit battles where he somehow wins in the end through the power of connection (laughs) with his friendship Pokemon. (laughs) He will always get to the championship and this man would get washed. Like he wouldn't even make it to the finals. I use with a Charizard and a Greenwich. And he finally Mm. fucking won. He finally won after like 25 years. And the crazy part is like, I still have to watch the episode, but none of his friends were there. Tracy wasn't there. Brock wasn't there. Misty wasn't there. You yeah. know who was there? Jesse, Jesse and James, and me out. That's hard. Crazy. That's hard. That's crazy. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. They were there for our boy. After trying to steal Pikachu for two and a half decades. Doug. Crazy. Most beautiful callback ever. Like, I cannot from that is the the best touch ever like not only does he win but of all the people it is team rocket like the og team rocket that's crazy because the ops can show love sometimes you don't gotta go to the grave with it although missy didn't show up because she never got her bike i'm sure how you in the elite four and i would have been the first bitch he didn't invite he her. Saw. He didn't invite her. He's like, coming up off that prize money, ho. Nah, she had the poster on the uh-huh. wall. Don't let this girl in. <laughs> <laughs> she can't be here right now. And the homie she was rolling yeah, with. They both the, can't and come. And, and, <laughs> yo, and the bike was to save Pikachu, man. That shit was completely warranted. Fuck yeah, that bike. That's a lame. Especially when them hoses like 7 million games. No! Like, gotta get a voucher. <laughs> Do they even oh, have man. vouchers anymore? Man's hooked me. Man, man's hooked me up with it for the free advertising. Yo, so I'm pay a dime. that's crazy. Pokemon get the running shoes. obviously up there as one of them. But what are like the shoes. most influential pieces of media for y'all growing up? Like Pokemon up there for me for sure. Yu-Gi-Oh up there for me for sure. Um, the most influential one, Cruz. You gotta fuck with me on this one. The Three Ninja series. 
Absolutely. That wasn't the one I was thinking of, but yes. That's like my third one. If I had to choose three, it's like the Three Ninja series. Um, fucking Rocky Cole. Rocky loves Emily. <laughs> bro. Classic. I was going to say Power Rangers, bro. You got to oh, put Power Rangers right. up there. Come right. on now. Mighty Morphin, Power Rangers in Space with a banger intro. Oh, my God. It's, Come on now. They did two seasons in space. I think they did Andrew yeah. did too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Power Rangers definitely up there. Um, Spider-Man animated series. Mm-mm. My introduction to Spider-Man. Nice. Bobby's the, World. The 90s one where he was like, <gasps> Bobby's what up? Let's go. Damn, are we just going to pop Little Bear. Vibes. Ooh, little vibes. Yo, face from Mid Junior. You want to know what Mid shaped Junior me in the vibe? It was sick. Little Bear. Legends of the Hidden Temple, bro. I was a Nickelodeon wow. kid. Talk to hard. Talk to him, bro. That's crazy. Double there. Double there. Two thousand. Come on now. I did not oh, guts guts y'all guts. remember guts do 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 Ren and Stimpy yes, you yeah. it? <laughs> let's go yes dog. oh, oh man. what a classic Rugrats no yeah I need yeah. I like big Nickelodeon kid that's I honestly believe that's why I we are the way we are because like all those most influential things like friendship was shoved down our throats in every form of media growing up i don't know what the deal is with um current media i don't know what the overarching theme is with adventure time because it's more like an adventure episode like series and shit um maybe just ride for your nigga with you jake but goddamn fucking what a time to be alive remember saturday morning cartoons i do so good. Oh man. So winding down into some things, some new flavor for your ears. Um, I have gotten three, three, three Daniel three Caesar M's. songs this year. Three of them hoes. And you know who's over all three of those songs? The children I teach. And you think I care? Absolutely not gonna keep running this song <laughs> Back. over and over Spend and the over block. and over. <clears throat> until you can't go outside but yeah new daniel caesar i'm not gonna spend an actual three minutes screaming about it but yeah new daniel caesar and also new nick beam hey yes sir the boys are tripping so, and the, the trips are for the boys and it's gonna be a beautiful mm-hmm. time at the rodeo and music is coming out and big red boots are going to be worn <laughs> now, six what was weeks. the process? What was the process like making this one? Because like you've been making music for a minute, and like obviously things change, we evolve, right? So, what was the process like making this one? Because it's like not a solo beam joint; it is a collab track, correct? It is a collab track from with Nick Beam and your boy AMB with an extra feature on one of the songs in our two pack <laughs> talk to him two mr nooch who doesn't rap a lot but when he raps a lot he raps a lot he be, he rapping, be rapping a lot, a lot. so hammer down yes, sir. Yes. and 20s and 1s coming to you very very soon so the process of making so these good. are yep. 
You know what I'm saying? Put a beat on. Grilling. And say, yo, A and B, freestyle. That's it. Game over. <laughs> Game over. Yo, it really is. He will. It really is, yo. Witness firsthand. Dude, I'm not going to give up too much game, but A and B is the secret piece because he'll he'll rap over a five-minute beat without stopping, and he'll have like three or four tight bars in the, in the song that I then extract and make a song out of. That is how Hit Factory makes the hits. Nice. It's cheating, really. So then, AMB <laughs> is a fantastic freestyler. Shout out to him. He 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 listens to so much Lil Wayne. He could he could flow like he's actually a professional rapper. He just understands rhythms and he flows. Doesn't even write. It's he doesn't so write. He could do bar at a time. We just take it take it easy, bar at a time. So all you, all you see right miracle. there is just is what what you're gonna hear is off the door. No no written, man. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. No written. We don't do that. Daisy doesn't. We don't. Come on now. Except I do. <clears throat> now, so the Grammys happened. Um, the what? Yeah, right. Was that when know. Rihanna performed? Some people won things. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and revealed her baby to the world. It's the only um, music I care about. So Grammys did happen. Seriously. So um, the Grammys did happen. Um, and. That's about. That's all we got time for with the Grammys. Folks, <laughs> that's it. That's it. People won. People wore things, and and no some people lost, assaulted. and some people so, didn't wear. Right. Chris no Brown was yeah, upset no he didn't win, but surprise, surprise. And I think He's that's probably the only upset piece about of, something else too. Only piece of Grammy news that I cared about is that like Chris Brown was upset he lost to Robert Glasper in an R and B category but like if you know music you know how reasonable that is so um that's that on the grammys folks did anybody that we like win anything i mean i know beyonce um she won i kendrick won Beyonce standing up before they announced that she won. <laughs> <laughs> you love that energy that is crazy love that energy. as soon as they lizzo, announced her as a nominee she just got she, up lizzo won we love lizzo here um let me see. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna scroll. I don't know who fucking wet leg is. I don't know who. Wet but leg is. uh the fact that wait, where is the category? The fact that the car did not win a Grammy, the car by the Arctic Monkeys, in like that bothers me to my soul, and that's another reason why I'm shading the fuck out of the Grammys this year is because like I can't believe it. <laughs> Oh, future, future. We don't, we, you know. I just want to acknowledge yeah. that some of our favorites are getting acknowledged, and we should acknowledge our favorites, obviously, rather than the award show itself. So, shout out to mm-hmm. Robert Glasper and Beyonce and Future, Drake and Thames, and uh, and not Wet Leg, and not Wet Leg, not them. <laughs> shout out specifically to the Arctic like, Monkeys. <laughs> yes, them specifically. Them specifically. God damn it. I'm so sad. But it's fine. I'm going to stop looking at this list and I'm going to do some deep breaths and then I'm going to remember too. the time that, that because the internet didn't win. I hate the Grammys. I hate them so much. You know? What won that year? I don't know. That because the internet. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking Rick Rubin. That's what. Nah, I'm, I'm mad that, that that happened too. Stupid. Yeah, man. Never mind. Oh, man. All right. So any last 
thoughts for for the people at home or in their car or walking down the street or however they're listening to this any last final bits of knowledge or um, information or so just a little bit more about part. music skrillex dropped yes. an album the other day um didn't he drop two you, you, the build-up bro the build-up bro oh well Damn, he just dropped the, fuck, he just bro. dropped the fucking Jesus. second one. The, I was gonna say the first one has some pretty good standout tracks for me myself. I haven't gotten to the second one yet, um, but just an absolute <clears throat> masterclass in production and audio engineering. So if you have if you have a second to buy, and it's not just like 2012 bang your head out dubstep. He's making like Skrillex. very good electronic music, and he's got some of our favorites like Sway Lee, Mary Jane, Blige, Missy Elliott. Um, um, and then it's I love them on uh second one on his on his feature with uh the collab with if you Face for King of Hearts not, 3. If you had not told me that just now being I would have never listened to the I know, song. I know, but he's very, <laughs> very good at making music <laughs> and and his dubs I mean, yeah. he took over, right? And he's always been there producing here and there, but like this is his music that he's giving to us. And like it's it's good. It's good. It's high energy. It's good. It's cool. Adding it to the queue. It's cool. Adding it to the queue as we speak. I'll be back to talk about his second album because I saw another Sway Lee feature and I'm about to go burn some sage. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that one. That's, my, that's my homework I'm assigning myself. It's Shrem season, right? Shrem like, for life. They just dropped four absolute like, banger singles, man. In a row. In a right? row. And wasn't it week after week? Oh my and we, god. And now we got two Sway Lee appearances. Oh my god. Trim for life. I, <laughs> listen. All right. So as soon as we hang up, I gotta go to the gym. Because <laughs> uh we about to be outside all be summer, outside baby. All summer. <laughs> about to be outside. Oh man. So any so Skrillex, we got to that's everyone's homework. If you're listening to this, you need to start listening to Skrillex at some point soon. Yep, added to the queue already. Me personally, I'm still waiting on like my first album of the year that makes my heart smile. These first, but the first few weeks of the year, month and a half of the year is kind of always like this. I usually it's always alone. So I'll be. I usually wait for UK for the UK to drop. I usually listen to them all winter. Um, I guess I can just go back to listening to Little Sims. But um, I'll be back to talk about Absol. You should be giving me that Herbert. Oh. Oh, he yeah. needs his whole yeah. I'll be back to mm-hmm, talk about that. Mm-hmm. We'll have a we'll have a music cast, and I'll be back. We'll have a deep dive. I've listened we'll to it enough times to be able to absorb it. Cool. Yeah. So you heard that, folks? Something to look forward to. Let's go. <clears throat> All right, folks. It is your boy Defanity, the host that stay doing the most. Brought to you by the best bad kid I know, man of the people for the people, Nick Beam. Yo, 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 and. Our friend who insists on going last, except for when he doesn't. Como se dice? Cruz. Alright, folks, check us out online. BadKidsPod, B-A-D-K-I-D-Z-P-O-D dot com. You'll find episode notes, more things about us, and more secret stuff that I'm not going to tell you about. So you have to go to the website and find out. And (laughs) keep it funky. Keep it fresh. We out this time. You said it. Later. Peace.